0: In today's show, we talk about taking the emotional intimacy in your marriage to the next level.
1: And as we start the show, I want you to think about this quote from Dan Oswald. He said, communication must be hot, honest, open, and two way. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, we do so with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by One Extraordinary Marriages. Connect like you did when you first met. 101 proven questions for couples free book offer and you're going to want to check that out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free connect we're going to have a link to it in the show notes but in today's episode we're going to be talking all about emotional intimacy how the two of you communicate with one another what better way to get started on that journey than with your own soft cover copy of connect like you did when you first met this is your opportunity to get connect like you did when you first met mailed to you along with four digital bonuses there are limited quantities available, so get yours today. Check it out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free connect. This uh, wife wrote in and said, Our marriage has been so through so much since my husband and I met in 2012. We've de- dealt with testicular cancer, mm-hmm. becoming parents to two beautiful babies, and living apart due to my husband's job. Over the course of this year, the distance seemed to be growing beyond what we could fix. By October, I was making efforts and advances that he wasn't catching at all. We were more like roommates than husband and wife. I finally sat down with him and asked him if he loved me and wanted to be in the relationship. He was finally able to open up and tell me things he was working through that I had no idea about. He felt like he was just a paycheck to me. He was struggling with his faith and was second-guessing or growing our family. No real change happened, but I was heartbroken. He went back on the road and I kept going as I had been with two children then one day I began browsing through podcasts and found yours. Mm -hmm. The first one I listened to was episode 345, lack of sexual desire. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't even realize how much my history of lack of interest was impacting my husband now. Honestly, it had become a source of comedy between my best friend and I that I could go weeks without physical intimacy and not even realize it.
0: And a lot of you have done that. Been us, there myself. Us included.
1: Been there myself. I immediately began looking more at myself and how I was affecting my husband. It's like a light has switched on in our intimacy. We don't get much time together, but when we do, we are more present and available for each other. We have had more sex in the last three months than we have had all year.
0: Amen to that.
1: Holy cow.
0: That's awesome. And it
1: gets better and better. It's like, guys, the sentence that I'm about to read, I want you all just mm-hmm. to, I, I want you to hear it because when I read it the first time, it was just, It was so impactful. She says, it's like my mom goggles came off and I'm seeing my husband again instead of my children's father. I see him do the most minuscule things and cannot wait to get in his ear about how it set a spark in me and I can't wait for the kid's bedtime. I've opened up and let loose finally and my husband is so much happier and relaxed. I believe you saved my marriage. Amen. And I cannot thank you enough for reminding me of the girl deep down behind being a mom that he fell in love with. I'm enjoying surprising him and communicating more with him about our intimate life. It's not a chore anymore. It's a necessary time for he and I to reconnect after a long day of work and caring for our two children. No matter how bone tired I am, I remind myself that he needs to know how attractive he is and that I want him more than anything else in our life. And I have never regretted taking the time to be intimate with him. Right on. I've attached photos from our life together for you to see the family you saved. I don't know if we would have made it without me realizing how much my lack of desire had affected him. I thank you for sharing your knowledge and marriage. May God bless you all with all the years you have added to many marriages from around the world.
0: I love it. That was such a, like so I rad. was in tears. I actually It's a great when she way first, to start the year.
1: When she first wrote in, I actually hit her back up and said, How long have you been listening? Because she'd made mention of October. And really, guys, she's only been listening since sometime in October. So we're talking October, November, December, um, and you know, three, this kind of change in 90 days. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what happens in your marriage when you get intentional, right? Right. When you start saying, you know what, what can I do? What is the impact of my, what has been the impact of my actions on our marriage? Right. And that's what we're going to be digging into today. You know, we had shared in the last episode that we were going to take, you know, the next five weeks and go around and talk about all the different intimacies. And we're right. going to be starting with the emotional intimacy, like Tony said in the opening. And, and I just want to say on the show notes for this episode, you're going to find a PDF that you can download. It's called the intimacy wheel. And this is actually a resource that I use with a lot of my coaching clients to help them assess how they're doing in each area of intimacy. If you think about it, you know, if you've got a wheel and you know, the two of you are in the center and you've got the different intimacies. And this week, like I said, we're focusing on emotional intimacy. If you have any one of those areas, that's not working well, you have a flat tire. Right, right. I mean, we're all familiar with it. If you have, you know, if you're riding a bike and you've got all your different spokes, there's a broken area. Um, you're doing the thump, 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 You're not riding smoothly, and that's the same way, the same thing that happens in your marriage. And you know what we're talking about here with the emotional intimacy is how the two of you connect with your thoughts and feelings and your vulnerabilities. And in all honesty, this is an area that the first ten years of our marriage we lacked. Uh, you're probably being generous. I, I, would, I, I would say it was a joke. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, where we were when we were dating, I mean, we'd spend... Okay, so we're going to date ourselves just a wee bit here. Um, Tony and I dated before cell phones. We dated before the internet as we know it now. We were letters and long-distance phone calls attached and, and to a wall.
0: Ha- yeah, and we actually <laughs> had to pay for those long-distance calls. Yeah, it was in 1994 that we first met. And so, you know... Those in many of you, even though even today, you know, you you connect with somebody and it is those long walks, mm-hmm. maybe by the beach, maybe in the mountains, hiking, whatever it is. It's those times though, where you're going out on dates and it's just the two of you, right? And you're asking a ton of questions of each other and, and sharing your life, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's those those beginning days. And then for us, What ended up happening, we got married and began our lives and and work and out late, you know, with work or up early because of work or other obligations, opportunities, um, whatever it may have been. And those times where we did go off and just go for long hikes that could last three hours didn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. Kids came into the picture Mm -hmm. and as many of you know, all of a sudden it's like, when do we get us time anymore, because little one is here all the time.
1: Well, and you find yourself falling into these patterns where it becomes easier to avoid the confrontation. Yeah. Right? Like, so let me just stuff everything inside, because I, I don't want to deal with this right now. I don't want to deal with the emotional reaction. I don't want to deal with how my spouse is going to, you know, maybe put up walls when I talk about it. I don't want to deal with, you know, screaming or yeah. I, I just don't want to deal with things. Right? And, and then one day, you know, maybe you do throw a few kids into the mix like we did, but those conversations then take everything even to a a more surface level where you find yourself and you're like, okay, what do we need at the grocery store? And you know, who's got what schedule, sports schedule or practice schedule, whatever it is this weekend. And and Mm -hmm. you guys are operating at the surface level and you find yourself, you know, looking across the table and you're like, gosh, what do we even have in common anymore? Right. Or maybe you say, you know, why can't I talk to you? Like maybe you're
0: looking across the table and your spouse is on their phone
1: and you're not talking. Period. Right. You know, why is everything a fight? Right. You find yourself in this place and you're just like scratching your head. And, and you know, going back to that analogy I used at the, the top of the show, you've got a flat tire, right? There's a flat tire around your emotional intimacy, around that connection, around that sharing of, of dreams and feelings. And, and we do start with the emotional intimacy when we're talking about the intimacy wheel because everything else spins off of it. You know, your recreational intimacy, how you spend time together spins off of, can we talk to each other? Your physical and sexual intimacy. Well, if you're not talking to each other, you might be having sex, but there's not a whole lot to it. Right. Right. Your finances, your finances. If you're not talking to each other and willing to be vulnerable, I can guarantee you, you're not talking about the money in your relationship Mm -hmm. and your spiritual intimacy, you know, praying for each other, deepening your faith together. That's not happening. if the two of you aren't talking to each other, Right. If there's a flat spot, if there's a flat tire, in your emotional intimacy, then you know, think about it. When you're driving down the freeway, and I've actually had this happen where you have a blowout. You know, you got the flat tire, and it's just crazy. Um, you have to stop and assess the situation, right? Like, what am I going to do now? Because if you keep taking action on a flat tire. Here's what happens. Your entire car's alignment, I actually looked this up to verify it. So any of you that are mechanics listening to me, I, I did double check before I said this. So just go with it. Um, if you drive on a flat tire, you're eventually going to throw the alignment of your car out of whack. In fact, the alignment being out of whack may actually have caused the, the improper wear on your tire, which caused the flat tire. So either way, you're out of alignment. That's what caused the flat tire or it becomes a result of the flat tire. Mm-hmm. So if it's true for a car, folks, why wouldn't it be true for your marriage? If you've got a flat spot, if something isn't working, you're going to be in the same position. You're going to be out of alignment. You're going to feel that drift. Think about it. When your car's alignment is off, what do you do? You, you drift, drift. You drift into a lane. You end up not going where you intended.
0: Or, there, or with a misalignment, there's a lot of work to keeping that car straight. Mm, that's good. Right? There's a there's there's a force on your steering wheel that you honestly have to pay, be a, and pay attention to because if not, it's just going to go either left or right and will put you in a compromised position. It's the same thing in your marriage, right? When we're not in alignment with our spouse, there's a struggle. There's, there's, there's that pressure like on our steering wheel and it's causing us to have to work a lot harder Mm -hmm. than we need to, which can lead to stress, um, low libido. It can lead to you just being fatigued, you know, overworked anxiety. Those are things that happen when, when, when we're trying to keep our marriage in alignment and yet we're not really addressing the situation, the, the the pain, the hurt that's really going on. And, and today we're talking about that emotional intimacy.
1: I love how you said that it, it feels like it's so much work. And that's really, I mean, I'm typically the one that drives with the car out of alignment and Tony will get in my car and he's like, how long has it been like this? I'm like, I, I, I don't know, right? Because what happens is in your car, it becomes a new normal, right? At first it's just a little drift. And you're like, oh, a little correction. And then you get to a point where you don't even notice that you're out of alignment until somebody else gets in your car and they drive it. And they're like, what the heck is wrong? Well, the same thing happens in your marriage. You can be going out of alignment in your emotional intimacy. You can be not having conversations, right? right? You can be talking about just the stuff at the surface level. You can be avoiding or stuffing or doing any of these things. And it just starts out really small, right? Most of us don't have blowouts uh, like with our tires. Most people get a flat tire right? Slow leak, slow leak, slow leak. And then all of a sudden you're like, huh, how'd that happen? Well, it's a little pinprick, right? And that's, that's what we're talking about when we talk about fixing the emotional intimacy. We're talking about, you know, not just putting a patch on this part of your tire, but actually like, you know, I I don't want to say we're not replacing the tire, but what we're doing is we're putting on not just a temporary fix, we're actually taking care of that area of your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. Because each one of these five intimacies, as we go through them over the next, you know, few weeks, getting them all working is what allows your marriage to go from where it is today to to the next level. Right. That's what we talked about. The theme of, of this year is all about going to the next level in your marriage. So what do you do to get to the next level? In your marriage, the first thing, guys, and I'm going to tell you, this is what we are going to be sharing with you all year. You have got to take action, okay? I was actually talking to uh, a couple earlier today, and we were talking about feelings and action and this type of thing. And I know you've heard me say it before, but I feel like like, whenever we're talking about all these different, uh, different intimacies, we need to say it again, that waiting for your feelings to change, to take action, means that you will most likely never take action. Right. 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 Because like, well, when I feel like it, well, the minute he or she does something that irritates you, you're not going to feel like it. The fact is you still have to do it. Right. I still have to talk to Tony about what's going on with him, even if I'm a little irritated that he came home a little bit later than I was expecting. I, I still have to engage with Tony. Here, prime example. Tony and I go to a party. I am going to bring this up. All right. So Tony and I go to a party um, with his mastermind group a couple weeks ago. And, and I had asked, you know, what's the dress for the party? And he says, you know what? I think we're going to be outside. So just make sure, you know, in a very loving way, because the man knows that I do not like the cold. And you all, if you've been listening for a while, you know, you don't like, I don't like this either. So Tony in a loving way says, just be dressed warm, right? We're going to, you know, we're probably going to be outside. I don't want you to be cold and uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay. So I'm in like jeans and boots, sweater, jacket you know, coat. I did not wear a hat that night. That would have been the icing on the cake had I actually worn a hat. But we walk into this party and I see the hostess just looking like a rock star, right? I mean, she's got this cute little outfit on, definitely not dressed to go outside. And then I see a few of the other women show up and they're wearing like their little black dresses and things like that. And I'm feeling woefully underdressed.
0: Yes, she was.
1: I I was. And I was a little irritated to be quite honest with you. I was a lot irritated. Oh, you were. And and so we had this moment like literally in front of everybody. You know, here we are, the marriage couple having a moment in front of, you know, 20 people. And in that moment, I had to say, okay, you know what? Is this going to be one of those things where because of a miscommunication, Tony got information that wasn't entirely accurate about going outside. He passed it on to me. That was not his fault. He thought he was taking care of me. So what do I do in that place? Do I allow the air to go out of our tire and just ruin the night and just kind of be a cranky you know what? Or do I just like jump into the night? Well, I jumped into the night, won the card game and a few other things, right? We ended right. up having a great night and it's become something of a joke these last few weeks. But I share that story because we had to t- I had to take action. If I had waited for my feelings to change in that moment, I-, I can tell you the Elisa of about eight or nine years ago would have pouted for a good portion of the night, ruining my night, ruining Tony's night, and probably really ticking off the hostess the host and hostess, right? Instead, I'm like, all right, gotta recover. got to recover. Like it's over. Right. And that's what we're talking about. Like, how do you create that? Well, first, just like you're in your car, you need to stop and assess your situation, right? What's, where's the breakdown in communication? Where has the drift occurred? What's not happening or what is happening in your marriage? Right, for some of you it's going to be like, you know what, we only talk about the kids. I'm so focused on the kids. That's all we ever talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. For others of you, it's the, you know what, we come home from work, we're tired, we jump on the couch, we watch football, we throw on the TV, whatever it may be, and the drift begins to happen because you're not scheduling any time into your weekly schedule to honestly set your guys's self, set your yourself up and your marriage up. So that way you guys have time to talk when you are awake. Mm-hmm. It might be that you need to set up that coffee break on a Saturday afternoon when you guys both have time, you're awake, and you're away. So you get an hour away just to be able to talk. You know, that, that's vital in success is knowing when you're going to do this. And doing it at a time in a place when you guys are both engaged and not, you know, falling asleep on each other,
1: helps. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because we did that show a few weeks ago called Awake Sex, right? And I think a lot of couples would be well served to actually have awake conversations. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, Same talking thing? talking at 9:30, 10 o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. At night. Here's the thing: most of you are tired and cranky and not paying attention.
0: Same goes here. What we've learned, it, it's one of those times where it's just, hey, if something comes up at that time, honestly, what good is going to come out of it? it? Unless you guys are both night owls and, and, hey, you're up until 2, 3 a.m. Cool. If you're not, it's probably not the time to bring up the conversation. It, it just isn't. What, what is what it going to do? It might be a, hey, you know what? You're frustrated. I'm frustrated right now. You know, it's just not the time to, to start. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just put this to the side. Right. You know, what's that one guy who says, you know, let's just pin it.
1: Oh, that was, uh, on was Bolt. Bolt. The, the old, movie. Yeah, animated yeah. movie. Older animated mean, movie.
0: L- let's just pin that and let's jump on it tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's make sure we have some time tomorrow to discuss where we're at right now. Because I I know for a fact that whenever Elise and I would get into these long discussions late at night, nothing ever got resolved. And we were just more miserable than when we started. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying go to bed angry. You you have to resolve that with yourself to go, you know what? I'm not upset here. We have a confrontation and we're going to resolve this. We're going to figure this out together. It's just not going to be at 11 o'clock or midnight.
1: Right. And part of that assessment of the situation, too, is is taking stock of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what? What am I actually reacting to? Because a lot of times with our emotional intimacy, we're reacting to stuff that's going on that's not even present in the conversation right? We had a bad day at work. Boss said something. Coworker said something. The kids have been, you know, sick all day. Honory. Honory, uh, you know, or they've been home all day on break and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. And, and so there are all these other things going on and then your spouse says, what's for dinner, right? Or we need to have a conversation. And because you're already fried, you just immediately jump into the defensive, right? The, it wasn't anything it might not have even been anything big but because you're reacting to something else that they're not aware of all of a sudden you've got world War three and they're sitting there going what the heck just happened here okay. right and part of assessing the situation taking this even further is going when was what systems are you putting into place right I, let me give you a really good example of this so back in the mid 80s in terms of our episodes so like 84 85, Eighty six, eighty seven, right in there, you know, which is 200 and I don't know, 40 right. episodes, a long time ago in terms of podcasts since we do one a week. Tony calls me up and says, I- I'm done with the show. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> and my immediate reaction folks was, are you prepared to pay for therapy? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, this show Provides an opportunity for you and I, I. I don't even at that point in time. I'm like I don't even care if other people are listening. This is the time that you and I talk once a week. Like we've carved out this time. Are you prepared to pay someone else to do this so that we actually schedule this time? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I need to think about that. Well, here we are, two hundred and some odd episodes later. Um, we obviously decided to continue the show, but the reason why is that our emotional intimacy. We got to the point where we assessed it and said, you know what? One, it's got to be a priority right? Right. Two, we both have to show up, right? Emotional intimacy does not happen when only one person is participating in the conversation, right? I can't just talk to Tony on and on and on and on and call that emotional intimacy, right? That's just me jabbering. We've had many conversations like that before we have sex. It doesn't work. It really doesn't foster the intimacy or anything else, right? It's, It's got to be, that's why I love that quote at the beginning. Communication is honest, open, and two-way, right? We got to be vulnerable with each other. If Tony is like, well, I don't want to tell Lisa something because I don't know how she's going to react, so I'm just going to kind of skim the surface. There's no emotional intimacy there.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. There isn't. And, you know, that's why we have our book and we're giving away our book for free connect like you did when you first met 101 proven questions for couples, because this is a perfect way for you guys to begin opening up that communication, that emotional intimacy. How do we set this up? Because if you're not talking to each other or you're not sure what to even ask each other, this gives you those cues. This begins to give you those cues. And we have had hundreds of couples buy this book if not thousands at this point in time. And the the biggest thing is that they're they're being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And they're really they're able to both share as both of them each get to listen as well.
1: Well, I'm glad you bring that up because that's a key component of the book. Is that it's not just one spouse saying, well, you know what? I'm going to open to question number 27 and I'm going to ask you 27 and then I'm going to ask you 35 and then I'm going to ask you 67. And then, and, and so again, you're just like drilling your spouse with all these questions. The whole premise behind connect like you did is that you take one, maybe two questions a day. And I, that maybe is like a gigantic neon light. Maybe take one question you ask it to your spouse, you actually listen to their response without interjecting, interrupting, or putting your point of view. And then you're quiet because it's their turn to answer the question and to share their thoughts and their dreams. And and so it becomes this give and take, right? It's not all just taking, it has to be two-way for it to be emotional intimacy. So I want to make sure that you guys know if you didn't catch it at the start of the show, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free connect to, you know, get that book. We'll get it mailed out to you um, the next day. And it's just, it's, it's a way that we are going to help inflate that area
0: mm-hmm.
1: of your intimacy wheel, right? This is where we start, right? Because a lot of you are, you know, you're at this season in your marriage where you're like, wow, you know, we just need, we need like a little air, you know, like we need to go by the gas station and we just need to pump a little bit of air in it we're a little light, but we're not flat. And some of you, some of you are flat. Like you're like, you know, like, wow, that tire's gone bald. We're like, you know, it's where you see the rim on the ground, right? You're that flat in this area of emotional intimacy. And you're just feeling like it's too hard for the two of you to take care of this on your own. And for those of you, you might want to consider marriage coaching, right? Like getting a coach involved in this process with you, having somebody that, that's going to come and give you that 30,000 square foot. That's going to actually like look at the tire and rotate it. Right. And, and just get it fixed so that it's not, it's not all, you know, just flat on one side. It's filling that up. But here's the thing when you're working with a marriage coach, it's like getting that that repair done from the inside. You're not slapping something on the outside of the tire, right? You're getting the repair from the inside out. And if you want to know more about marriage coaching with one extraordinary marriage, just go to one slash coaching. You're going to get all the details there, but let me tell you, there have been hundreds and hundreds of couples that have gone through coaching with me who have seen tr- like this area. This is the area that I work on the most with couples. They might think they're coming to me to talk about their sex problems or their finance problems or whatever, but it all comes back to here. And we inflate that part of the wheel. And then you start to see, once you develop the skills in this area of the intimacy wheel, you take them to the other areas and we can work on those a lot faster because guys, here's the thing. This is your marriage. You want your marriage rolling along on full tires, right? There are seasons when we're like, oh, it's a little bit, you know, loose in this area or whatever. But you want it. You want to have the skills to be able to get yourself back on track. You don't want to be out of alignment. You don't want to be drifting. So right now, this week, what do you need to do? Do you need to just stop and assess the situation? Do you need to say, you know what, I am going to take Tony and Elisa up on that free book offer right? because you know what I can just go to one com slash free connect and get that
0: and here's something with that as well if you're if you're someone where you you feel like at that time when you when your spouse is asking you a question and it's a pointed question and you freeze it's a great way this is a great thing that you guys can do' like hey tomorrow we're gonna ask this ask and answer this question mm-hmm. and you know what write down your thoughts if that helps you, to get started. Don't look at that as, Oh, I I have to have everything in my head and I need to know everything. You might just need to jot some, some, some points down in your journal that you can share with your spouse during that conversation. Because you know, all of us, even even Elisa and I, I mean, we can get in front of a crowd and just be like, oh my gosh, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. What do I need to talk about? And that's what you have notes for. That's what you have your journal for. And in the same thing, it might be with your spouse. You're looking at a question. You're going, I don't know. We'll give it, you know, hey, this is a question we're going to ask and answer tomorrow. And if you need some time, write them down, jot down those. And then, you know, tell your spouse, honestly, I, I just need to write these down because when we're, when we're in this moment, I, I just, I get flustered and I can't speak and, and that will help you out.
1: And you're going to find the more you practice this,
0: the easier, the easier it's going to get. Right.
1: And I want to say one other thing, because that was a great, a great suggestion there for them to write th- their thoughts down. Another thing too, some of you may be picking up your, this book thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be a great tool for me and my spouse. And yet your spouse might be a little bit more reluctant. Hand them the book and let them pick out the questions when you first start. Right. Let them have that sense of, of confidence and knowing that if they're going to ask a question, they already kind of have like some thoughts around it instead of just springing something on them and then they're like deer in the headlights. We don't ever want anybody to feel deer in the headlights. We want this to be a tool that the two of you are using to inflate this area of your wheel.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? right? So
1: make sure... You hop on over because there are limited quantities available, make sure you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free connect to get that. But here's the thing. We've got four more intimacies to talk about, and we're going to be going in depth just like we did here on each one of them. We're going to be talking about finances. We're going to be talking about recreational intimacy. It's going to be an incredible five
0: weeks. Yeah. So go on out there this week, you guys, you know, it's your emotional intimacy. It's the building block of the others. So let's get that started this week. What's one question you could ask each other? What, or maybe even plan out one time each week when you guys are going to sit down and get 30 minutes together to just be intimate in this area without other distractions. That's it. So go out there, connect with each other, talk to each other, So that way we can grow and take our marriages to the next level throughout this year. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.